You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to the Big Sui. Presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Lebitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now... Here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. I want an employee report card. I believe that uh, the listeners and the viewers of this show would enjoy, uh, they'd even like to hear from uh, twice as many of you, I'm sure, about the inner workings of what it's like to work here, because it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Surely it isn't. Surely it isn't. Surely these people do not look this ragged because every day is a merry ride over rainbows. Tell me, Chris Cody, where are you on both our report cards and getting to these report cards for the commanders and for everybody else in the NFL? Well, if if this was, I would I would forge the signature. I would not have my mom sign the the report card. Wow. You, you guys ever have that when you were young? You get the report card and then it didn't do so great. So it's like, I don't want my mom to see this, even though my mom always knew when they came out. So I could never actually do this. But I always wanted to be the kid that could forge my mom's signature. You forged your parents' signature? Oh, shut up. Everyone did. Well, I forged my parents' signature, just never for a report card, because my grades were always pretty good. Dork. If you didn't, that's the more indictment. Like, every kid at some point forged their parents' signature. It was the progress report that really got me, because I wouldn't really get started until, like, halfway through the nine weeks. Like, four and a half weeks is when I would really start, all right, I got The Jimmy Butler right of now. education. Exactly. I was like, all right, I got these across the board, but I know I can take them to Bs and maybe a couple Cs. In the last four and a half weeks of the semester. The problem is that that progress report at four and a half weeks was damning. So there was times where I'd have to bite the bullet. And here's the difference, guys. And I'm going to tell you, young listeners right now, I'm here to help you. Uncle Tony's here. So what you do is this. What you do is this. There's going to be one time, Dan, there's going to be one time that you got to bite the bullet. Let my boy cook. And give your parents the progress report without falsifying their name. Okay, because you got to see the signature. Because cause, no, so they no, because you see the signature plenty when you're a kid. The thing is, you got to let them know, hey, didn't cut it this week, this this nine weeks. Here you go, just just so you can see it. After that point, they'll put the fear of God in you. You'll kick it back up in the last nine weeks, in the last four and a half weeks of the nine weeks. But then f going forward, 
you sign off all the signatures. Hey, look, I got these, but that's not that's I'm I, I, I'm I, here I can, for I can get it. I can get I'm it here up. for uh, for Uncle Tony's. Listen up, young people. I've got, got a, you. I've got a I've got a Hialeah grift for you. Yeah. Uh, Our uh, average forty five year old audience really appreciates that. <laughs> I'm I'm coming for the new generation, Dan, of the new well, generation kids, of the Levitar show. I'm listen, helping them. Younger and smarter. Kid listening in your dad's car. Right? Exactly. Uh, I've, Mike, I've been surprised recently. Still, We're still in the 20s somehow. I don't know how that is exactly, but uh, Tony helps there. Jeremy, you can't have a lower grade than B in your entire life of getting report cards, right? I got a C plus for one quarter in calculus. And you crack? it was devastating. <laughs> I still blame it for the reason that I, I didn't get into a particular college because... What college? Name it. It was UF. I didn't get into UF, but I got in everywhere else I applied and it was a, a major gripe. Uh, I never, on progress reports, I was like excited to bring those home because I was always like A's and B's, baby. Man, it was the most exciting thing. Totally different world I lived in. Oh, I, awesome. I did the Tiger Woods fist bump for a C plus. <laughs> Big dog. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm right there with you on the opposite side of that hand. If I had less than an A, like I was genuinely upset. Yeah, uh, uh, Jeremy, your life has been an unbroken boulevard of green lights. That's exactly right. It's infuriating. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it comes up in therapy quite often, actually. It's a lot of imposter syndrome because I'm like, how does how does this keep being so easy? I wasn't a great student, but my advice is have a parent die. Oh, what a load off. Uh, put it on the poll, please, write Juju. That down. Uh, put it on the poll as, I, as my parents are in their 80s. Have a parent die. What a load off. Mike, that's brutal. Huge relief, though. She was feisty. <laughs> you did not want a bad progress report around her, let me tell you. Well, if you're going to have a parent die, have it the one that's more... Yeah. 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 Once my dad was left around, I was like, okay, sub. If your dad had died, you would have been screwed still. I ran away from home because I got a B. And it's the it's it's A B and my it was the only thing my dad that's ever, a good grade ever mentioned. Why are you running away for a B? No, because my father is the only it's Poppy the only <laughs> thing, yeah I was you know I was that's a, a damn good grade. I was a senior in college. I would have ran. <laughs> I'd peacock. I had like the prodigal son. Oh, B? I had like a Q three one year where it was close to a three point. I was like. <laughs> Guess I'm Einstein Dude, now. My sweet spot. One time I got all B's and a C. I was like, what, what a pig wow. I am. The worst academic experience I had was when I was in college and I got a B minus on one of my grades. And so it put me on academic probation for the honors college. Oh, okay. And so, uh, yeah, I almost didn't have an opportunity to be the team leader within the honors college. Not going to say anything. Uh, you guys shook, just shook <laughs> out of me. Like I'm actually shaking out of my body something that you have uh, tr you have triggered. A, a legitimate <laughs> a childhood trauma, not now. A, a legitimate childhood trauma uh, because I'm just now re remembering that my father, who was impossible to please, I was always getting straight A's and I got a B and it's the only time he commented on the report card at any time. I ran away from home in whatever it was, fourth grade, fifth grade, and got to the end of, you know, a bus stop a couple of blocks away. And I'm like, well, I'm a kid. Now what do I do? <laughs> like after, you know, after an hour, like I've run away, but I'm like, okay, I'm really hurt. And how I'm much up. easier it would have been had he just been dead? So put it on the poll. As I said, Juju, have a parent die. What a load off.
at Levitard Show. Uh, how is this list looking? Who's put together the list of categories for uh, how we're doing around here as employers? Dano, I went around and uh, put together a list for all of our team. Uncle Tony did it. Yep. And uh, we came back with uh, a grading scale that I think you'd be proud of. I went to every employee, got it anonymously, clearly, and uh, did all the calculations and we put them up here. Let's put them up on the screen for everybody. I'm going to read it for the podcast audience. <laughs> so treatment of families. We get an A here. We're a family. We, we love families around here. We're big family people. <laughs> Food yeah. and cafeteria. Valerie gets treated very well. Yes. As all of our families do. Food and cafeteria. But not as well as Valerie. A minus. I don't know why the minus there. I think uh, think maybe Danny Benita said something about something. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Holadera. We got A plus. You know, you know how that goes, Dan. Yes, uh, so that's just you guys, uh, yeah. Tomfoolery, yeah. yeah. Tom, <laughs> Tom I should have put tomfoolery, but I think Holadero was better, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. It, it could this would have looked very different if we were still at the Clevelander, by the way. Yeah. The whole list would have looked different? Huge upgrade in facilities yeah, over here. Upgrade. Yep. Uh, can we do the Clevelander? Can we? Uh, after, you, you don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah, after this, we can do it. Yeah. We can do that. Uh, locker room, we Gun get Gun violence, A+, plus, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Locker room, we get an A. Look around here; it's a beautiful place. <laughs> uh, support uh, parking C. I take the train, so I wasn't. I actually. Oh, first I'm learning of it. What a good thing to learn this. there. Yeah, first parking, I'm learning of it. C minus. We had to go kind of high up. Yeah. So people didn't really like the parking. Your experience situation. with parking is a little bit different because everyone else has to go up twelve more ramps. And at the Clevelander, it was only four, right? At Clevelander, yeah, was, Clevelander parking garage was worse. Pal. Shit on the floor. Yeah. 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 Look, anyone that wants to complain about the parking sitch here, please. Take a moment to reflect on your Cleveland days. Oh, well, but days. If, if, if I may for just a second on, uh, you guys do realize we're wildly overpopulated, okay? I, I don't know if people know what's going on in South Florida right now, especially on the on the beach, but they just run spring break out of here. Like, now they're just being aggressively, like, tossing economies and people out because, no, no, we don't want too much. It's $100 parking, and it's because we're so overcrowded with the rest of the, co the, rest of the country fleeing down here. We're so overcrowded that... Uh, we live in a place that has no place that can build out anymore into stuff that's not marshland. So everything goes straight up. Everything goes straight up, and it's the least affordable housing market in America. Hialeah is like five. And, and everything's going straight up. And so we're going to be parking in the sky from elevators 60 floors up for the rest of our time in whatever this downtown is. Well, right now our report card says C. So there's obviously room for improvement. The second half of the nine weeks, we're bringing it back. Um, let's put the report card back up. Uh, support staff, A. I mean, what an incredible support staff we have around here. Please. Thank you, Stu. Weight room. Weight room, A+. Plus. Yes. I mean, Dan, you know how I, I see you in there putting in work. Yeah. Wait a minute. We Iron all saw Temple. yesterday you put in that work. I have been putting in that work. Uh, this is funny that you guys are looking at this here, though. This looks like you just went to Frankie and said, Frankie, your security, what should you get as a grade? And he, he said, said A. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's, that's how that no. worked. Yeah. No, he said A plus, and we were like, hmm. no, he's a C plus. Temper expectations. Whoa. He's a C plus. Whoa. C plus. He's, he's the last line of defense between people that are using that bathroom and the three rat finks that continually don't put the toilet Leave seat Leave the down. toilet seat up. I, there, Sorry this, about that. This is uh, this Security happening. A, I'd give it a triple A plus. Team travel A, very nice across the board. Head coach D. For Dan, I mean this. For Dan, though, D for Dan, D for Dan. This is a brutal thing. But you're also part of ownership, Dan. So A, I you know what the A and Dan stands for. I do believe it's a good score. Um, this, Pretty good across the board, if you, I'm going to be honest, Dan. I don't know. There's a lot of room for improvement on a couple of things, but we could do a kick-ass job. This is crushing to me. <laughs>
Sorry. I want to run away right now and sit on a park bench for an hour like I did from my father because I brought home a D. <laughs> a, a D in coaching. For Dan, though. I feel like Mike's been coaching us for a while, though. Only oh. your name was Alan. Yeah. Right now we got a bit of an <laughs> interim <laughs> situation. You got a Coach Jim Bates situation going on right now. What was the most interesting thing to you guys about those stupid grades? About the, the fact... Green Bay. Green Bay being third. That you're better off not having an owner in your upper echelon. Well, communism there. Do we understand, we, we just generally understand how you have to negotiate better terms so that your players, their 53 bodies on the court, are on the, on the field for your team, that when they travel, they should have their own room. They should all have their own room. Not if you're team building. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that for it. That is true. I, I, I can be talked into it, provided that the room is nice. Jacksonville went from 28th to 5th because of one thing. They got rid of the rats. Big Mike, rat you want rat. a room on the next trip? Absolutely not. I'm way too bougie. And certainly not with you. Thanks. Stuka out here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Don Lebatard. Listen, it could be Julius Randle's building. How about that? The Mecca. Or it's Julius. The Mecca. Stugatz. Steve Martin was a prop comic. Uh, you said that? I said it two seconds earlier than you. This is the Don Lebatard show with the Stugatz. I think the single greatest professional honor that this show has ever gotten in terms of creating things for people that make them laugh or feel good. I believe a few comedy legends have interacted with our show in a way that was playful, fun, and forever memorable, uh, whether it be Alan Thicke or Bob Einstein. Uh, or Richard Lewis, where they graced us by interacting with our show and going along with the bit with us. Richard Lewis and our relationship was only, as a show, jostling with him, allowing him to be maximum Richard Lewis. And now, curb your enthusiasm at the end of its great run, and the season so far has been tremendous. I can't believe that Larry David could take the neuroses of his daily life and turn it into endless content that never runs out. His friendship with a comedy legend, Richard Lewis, doing that show at the end. Man, I saw an interview with Seinfeld and Larry David where uh, Larry, Seinfeld was asked with Larry David, are you going to ever do any, a sitcom or anything like that again? He's like, no, hell no. For what? What? I did it already. To accomplish what? And Larry David's like, that's a great idea to ruin it all. To do, just to ruin it all. And then he made... 
curb your enthusiasm, which somehow has aged with grace, even though the last trailer I saw before this season, all I saw them running around the golf course was, man, those guys look so old. They look so old. And Richard Lewis was dying. But he laughed until the end. Like, he's still out here making great comedy right before he passes. Uh, do you guys remember, Mike, do you remember how close we were to trying to do a remote from Bob Einstein from Bob Einstein's funeral because uh, because he was around our show so much and because he would have thought it funny. Yeah, I do know that. Uh, I don't necessarily think that there was a content play, but I know that uh, Allison, when she was here, uh, almost went to the funeral, and Richard Lewis was certainly born out of... Uh, I do miss the Celebrity Prognosticator segment because we got to know people over those longer runs, and someone like Richard Lewis probably wouldn't have entered our environment. We're not for that segment. That show has uh, given us two of our favorite guests ever. They were older comedy legends, and I think uh, uh, part of the cool thing about our show is we introduced in some cases a younger audience to absolute titans of the game. Richard Lewis is a legend. Bob Einstein was a legend. And to have them both in the same show and both pass while the show is still actively running, I, I know is, uh, considering the popularity of that show, tough for a lot of people. And if you uh, operate inside the Venn diagram of a lot of people, which is like our show and like Curb Your Enthusiasm, I'm sure that news hits you very hard. And Chris and Roy uh, edited what you're about to hear here in memory of Richard Lewis because they uh, they remember almost the entirety of the relationship. It was funny, contentious, and he would basically just uh, come on and get deeply insulted and scream at me. Hi, Richard. Hello, Richard. Oh. Hello, sir. Are you ready? Let's go. He's ready. Let's go. All right. He's well, ready. Let's, like go. Let's go. Let's right go. Ready? Three, two. One. Join. Oh, are we going now? How dare you embarrass me in front of your fans? Well, I'm trying to help what you. What happened to you? I'm you changed. What do you mean what happened to us? I've never talked to you before in our lives. I've, I've streamed your show, and uh, you used to be a very a genuinely nice guy, and you turned into a bastard. Joined now by our friend and nemesis, the comedian Richard Lewis. He is I'm a, no nemesis to you. I'm only a nemesis to Wolverines. Thank you for making time for us, Richard. Are you just sitting there anxious? Stop giving me any of this crap. I don't believe a word you're saying. I'm sick of this nemesis crap. I'm sick of this fake, fake fight we have. You know that we used to be uh, lovers back in, uh, back in the day in Cuba. You were so gentle. I was not gentle, and I used to give you all the tips. We won so much money betting. You used to call me Olivia. What is this Olivia crap? You're like, don't, don't spread these rumors. I mean rumors. You know what I saw? the? Uh, I was looking at the shows, the years I did with you. You have your fans who love you, and you're great. I, I'm a big fan of the whole show. You say, how was Richard? Did he suck? Was he any good? How does his teeth, are they yellow, are they white? What the? What, what, why judge me? You know, I've been doing this for 48 years. You were four years old when I did Carnegie Hall. You have some nerve. I used to live in Florida. I have friends call me every time I do your show. He's a piece of crap. Why does he put you down? I said, I don't know why he puts me down. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, I'm a sports fan. I'm a, I've been a comic my whole life. I devoted myself to the arts. I don't get it. Just tell me why you hate me so much. Richard, de <laughs> devoting yourself to the arts. Come on. 
Richard. Richard. All right, so that was a bit of a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, I don't mean to be narcissistic, but we're gonna we're probably gonna blow up North Korea. But I, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm. But Curb does start October first. <laughs> okay. Okay. An interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> no matter what. Okay. I'm just right. telling you. Curb your enthusiasm. Looks like so much fun. Everything you guys are doing. Uh, thank you when for being. When do I talk? When do uh, okay, I? Okay. Go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Talk. Now. Talk. Go ahead. What? Tour. Yeah, right. I'm going to I'm New York, then Philly, then then um, then L.A. and San Francisco, and uh, I mean I have I'm I'm wasting my time with you mocking me. Blunt talk. It's premiering this August on Stars. He recently attended Ringo Starr's 75th birthday party because Enough, I only have 400 seconds. You know I'm fed up with all of you. Huh? What happened? Blunt talk is going to be on Stars in August, and it's the greatest cast I've ever been with. And Sir Patrick Stewart is my client. I'm a psychiatrist. Sure. Or mock me. Well, you're mock you're me. full of it. I mean, because you say every I'm time, not full of it. yeah, because every mean? time you come on with us, you say something you're involved with is the greatest thing you've ever been involved with. No, I was just a hooker in Vegas. Okay, I'm just kidding. I never used never, <laughs> never, I've never had a hooker in my life. I, I'm just I'm kidding. It wasn't now. Vegas. I'm very happy, and and I'm a and I'm a hypochondriac, <laughs> and I used to put a like a Michelin condom over my body. All right. I know Larry David since I'm zero. I was I was a preemie, and I was I had to stay in a hospital for three days, and then he was born. And he tried to hang me by my umbilical cord, moron. And then I went to a sports camp, and I, he was there, and we were enemies. And then I never saw him again until we were comics, and we were best friends. So one day we were going over our childhood, and uh, when we were like 24 or so, and then we realized we were the same kids at 12 who hated each other at sports camp. It was a billion to one shot. It was pretty cool, man. I got to imagine that you and Larry David, that wasn't much of a sports camp. Like, in terms of general athleticism at 12 no, years no, old. wrong again. I was a great athlete, just too short for basketball, but one of the great stickball hitters in Jersey and New York. In fact, I'm in a stickball, professional stickball league in L.A. And no, you, I no you're Pete not. Rose, I beat Pete Rose in stickball. So there you go. <laughs> professional stickball. He calls me up and he says, let's go to dinner. And I go, what time? He goes, 4.01. I go, 4.01. <laughs> you know, he's a very wealthy man. I, I, I make a good living. I've been working my whole life. But, I, you know, he doesn't have to treat me. Screw him. <laughs> so I go to this fancy restaurant in Beverly Hills. I get there an hour early, okay? I go, to, I go to the maitre d', I go, here's my credit card. Oh, Mr. Lewis, no, Mr. David always pays. I mean, no, screw Mr. David. I could pay for him. No, no, he'll yell at us. I don't, I don't let him yell at you, you babies. Yeah. I'm paying. Uh -huh. So I give my credit card. Larry comes a, an hour late. We were always broke for years when we started. And I said, Larry, why don't we just order what we used to do? I'd order chicken, you'd order beef, you'd get some soup, we'd split it. And he says, no, don't embarrass me. I go, what am I going to embarrass you? The chef will tell me what I want. The chef will tell you what you want? <laughs> what are you, nutcase? How do you, you changed on me? What kind of... So the chef brings out 20 dishes on one of these lazy Susans. 20 different entrees. And we don't even speak for more than one minute. He, and the phone rings and he goes, oh my God, I forgot. It's poker night at Steve Martin's house. And he leaves me. You have to pay for it. He leaves me with 20 entrees and a $1,200 bill. 
You know, I love Einstein, too. He's, he's one of the funniest guys, but he's the loudest human being. It's like walking in where he's... You go to a restaurant. Let's say you go to a funeral, and you're walking to the casket. I swear to God. Yes. He'll say this. So, and I don't do a good impression. You go, two vaginas walk in, and they say hello to a testicle. And then the testicle turns around and makes a milkshake. <laughs> but I'm saying he screams this out while we're looking at the dead body in the coffin. That's why he's the greatest. Who do you, no who, filter. No filter. I don't know why. And he's such a nutcase. But yeah, I love you him. all are, though. Who's the biggest? You're all nutcases. All of you. You're like, you're like Gandhi. You're a mental case. <laughs> and Ringo introduced me to my wife. So what did he fight me? <laughs> Ringo, Ringo bite no, me. No, I'm calling BS <laughs> on that. Come Ringo on. didn't introduce you to your wife. A beetle did yeah, not yeah, introduce now, you to your wife. Tell me that Ringo's not one of my oldest friends for 30 years and introduced me to my wife and that said that. And, uh, George's a huge fan of my stand-up. So, you know, I mean, why are you lying to your fans? <laughs> and you're making me look like a schmuck. What did you just do to us here? We were just talking to you about the Knicks, and all of a sudden you told us a story about Michael Jordan sitting next to you that didn't have anything to do with anything. That's because I'm a hoax. I'm a, I'm a hoax as a comic, as a guest. As a husband, <laughs> but you, you, I, have, I have no sperm left. I can't have children. Well, I'm sorry. So he, wow. It's it's, it's all bad. I Let me it. say right now, I think this is the greatest interview you ever had. What do you think of that? <laughs> this is the best interview you had in two years, you clown. <laughs> this interview was the best you had in like five years, you moron. <laughs> yeah, how come I did two Super Bowl commercials in the last five years? You know, bite me. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm tired of your fans thinking I'm not good, I'm not funny, I don't care about you. You vote. I don't vote for your guests. What kind of crap is that? How was he? Was he any good? Was his hair any good? Is he losing? Is he, is he getting bald in the back? Screw you. Here, Screw you. Put it on the poll. Uh, was Richard Lewis any good this time at Levitard Show? <laughs> was Rich, were, were Richard Lewis's teeth yellow? <laughs> Put that, put that on the poll as well. And even my wife, like my wife, was not a gigantic sports freak. She happens, to, she likes your show, and she says she heard me on the phone when she went, "You suck." <laughs> Guillermo, put it on the poll. My is own wife, Richard my own Lewis's wife hair put you ahead of me. Do you know the Ohio State fight song? You want to lead us to break on the I, Ohio State fight well, song? Well, no, it's okay. I, you know, uh, on Ohio, where's your deli? I need something. That I, it doesn't where's matter what the words deli? are. Where's your I, deli? I'm a graduate. I graduated Famous with a love. BS in marketing. Yes. And then when he has time to set up in the pocket, he really does have a, a, a shotgun. Wait a minute. You know, Nemesis, do you know your quarterback's name? No, I, I don't. I don't. Names are unimportant. It's just a position. And I don't. How dare you? quiz me on Ohio State like this and embarrass me. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm one of the most famous. Yeah, yeah, I know his name. Irving uh, Schlockowitz. <laughs> they probably got 11 guys who knew Walter White and they played, you know, and they ran the offense with really? the first team. Really? You're accusing your team of being on meth? No, no. I'm saying they hired people to make believe they were on meth to run the fast offense. Oh, that's Try much, to listen uh, to me. That's much right. different. You're right. What was the best time, the single best time, the most fun time to be Richard Lewis? Sleeping with, uh, you know, with, with beautiful actresses. And when the Knicks and the Jets and the Mets won in 69. By the way, what, what's going to happen to the uh, the Patriots quarterback? Is he going to... I, I, I've been on the on the road. Is, is he going to do the four-game thing? No. Uh, well, it's just a topic from two months ago. <laughs> oh, you see? That's what you guys care. You just care about ratings, and you don't care about ethics. That's right. Uh, and on that note, we're going to let you go. 
You know why? Because you hate me now. Yeah. If we cared about you ratings, you wouldn't be on with us, you, Richard. But I, Richard, I, I, I Richard, worship you. if we cared about ratings, you wouldn't be on with us right now. Uh, that was the meanest yes, thing ever said your to book. me. <laughs> your book, you your know, book. My mother tried to push me back into the womb, and that's yes. the exact yes. thing she told me. Yes. If I cared about ratings about our family, we yes. wouldn't have yes. you. I, I wish she had. <laughs> I, I, look, I apologize for all of this. You can edit it. You can. You, no, you don't we have can't edit it. It's live. I was trying to be entertaining for you. And for your, all the women in your life. The Dan Libertard Show with Sugats is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Keeping things bottled up can feel like carrying a weight that gets heavier with time. Whether it's talking to a trusted friend, journaling, or seeking professional help, finding ways to let out your thoughts and feelings can bring relief and help you navigate challenges more effectively. Remember, it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DLB. Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. So sound up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who downloaded the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses and then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code DLS. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus, 21 plus in certain states. To open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit. Up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus release in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. Don Lebatard. God doesn't even know what this list but is. He was ahead of Tom Brady, who also won a playoff game. A couple, yeah. That was literally the most confusing list we've ever done. Tebow's got a better shot of coming back. Give him a chance. He's got one list. I'm mad. I'm angry. I want to leave. Stugatz. This would have been your day. This should be. You should own the sports media landscape right now. I am. Top seven guys. I would not want the Jets. No. 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 You. No. <laughs> no, I'm not allowing it. Give him Zach a chance, guys. Number no, one. No. No. no, I'm not giving him a chance. I'm giving him <laughs> 20 years. Carson, what? I've given him my pride. This is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugats. In fairness to uh, to Chris, it's really hard to capture the essence uh, of a Richard Lewis appearance by having it be bite-sized because nothing that he ever really did on our show was bite-sized. The meandering, the rambling, it was part of the bit with him. So that's why we honored him appropriately. Plus, I wanted to kill a full segment.
not nearly respectful enough to him, by the way. A legitimate legend. Our show was wildly comedy icon. That's all it was. Like that's <laughs> I'm a telling you, there wasn't a lot of heartfelt. No, it was zero. No, no, no. We had a very superficial, <laughs> uh, shallow relationship with Richard Lewis. It did actually. Ed Roy cut out at the end. There was like, I love you guys. Same to you. But Roy cut that part out. <laughs> really, Roy? Yeah, cut for time. It needed yeah. to be a little bit shorter. Ten seconds lost. Just trying to be yeah. official. Yeah. I'm happy we cut anything for time here. Why wouldn't you have made it with the I love yous? That, Dude, that's... it was 14 minutes long before I touched that. Thing, I actually man. have another. And then it was 1330 after he touched it. I actually have another 40 second clip that I was like, this doesn't fit the montage, but it is funny. I'll turn the volume up on the. <laughs> By the way, Leonard Nimoy passed today. He was a buddy of mine, and it's very sad. He was a brilliant guy, and, a, and only matched. His acting was only matched by his class. So I, anyone who loved him, I my condolences. But Richard, what did you just do to our show? We were talking about sports, and then you talk about oh, your pardon show. Pardon me for mentioning someone who dies. You are a rude human being. <laughs> I'm with Lewis on this. No, no. Let me tell you what I don't <laughs> That's care about. Oh, 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 my God. Okay, you can't cut that. How does that get cut for time? He's the Lewis. What's going to happen? You better, come to my, you, you better come to my funeral. Okay. Oh, okay. You can see Richard and Kevin Pollack tonight, 8 p.m., our nemesis. Nice segue, by the way. You're brilliant. <laughs> you know, I used to really worship you. I think now you're a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty sure I should let people know this part of it. I think he didn't know anything about our show. And the joke was that this comedy legend was coming and being on this dumb Miami show for no good discernible reason. Just yeah, to pick Bengals six and a half <laughs> when he knew nothing about football and was working in the gutter where well beneath where his talents had taken his life. Yeah, did you see Larry David's statement that uh, he gave to HBO that has been circulated? Uh, here's a quote. Uh, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had the rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest, but today he made me sob, and for that, I'll never forgive him. It was well written. Like When I read it, I'm like, uh, ending on a joke there, because their friendship laughed until the end. Like, of course, that's the thing that would, that's the one thing that would reach through all the neuroses of Larry David and reach him, the mortality of losing a friend. When you saw in their on-air chemistry that those two knew how to be friends. I'm telling you, though, you guys got distracted when you heard I'm with Lewis on this. You missed the part of this sound that I wanted to play for you. When I die, here's what's going to happen. Richard Lewis died. He was Stewart. a funny guy. What's the, what's the weather? That's what's going to happen. You better come to my you, you better come to my funeral. Okay. So we're going to invite right. huh? So You agreed. Confirmation. When do, you, when do you head out? You need oh, to give wow. him some vacation time. Okay. Where's, you should go tomorrow. You want to do the show out from out there? Sure. How, how heartfelt are your condolences? I don't want to do the show from out there. That's in poor taste. I'm with Lewis on this. But we were invited. Well, Dan was. No, oh, it's binding. Okay. okay. All right, it's binding. He said okay. Yeah, you did say okay. He meant it. As you know, he was always super serious during his appearances here. But yeah, rest in peace, comedy legend and friend of the show, Richard Lewis. We can handle the show without you tomorrow, Dan. Like, if you need to go, we understand. Live report. If you want. I mean... He had a great lid in his heyday, too. Yeah, we're just saying you should be a great lid. I don't know how many people, like, I, I don't know necessarily that we should be doing the entirety of the eulogy on behalf of what that man's career was, but 
you're talking about 45 to 50 years in stand-up comedy, and I, th I think people understand that uh, that's a career without a safety net, that those are artists that don't, like, have big employers with health care benefits and stuff. You can latch on to shows as a writer and stuff, but to be able to create the career that that guy created out of just his funny and his neuroses, because his whole bit was his whole bit was to be, like, publicly insecure like that, that in a way that crawled around in his skin— and and the show that he and uh, Larry David do together, like I, he didn't, he wasn't on from the very beginning, was he? Was he on from the very beginning of that I mean, show? It was pretty apparent that even if you weren't a fan of Richard Lewis, but maybe you like Seinfeld, like he was, without saying it there, and he, he kind of touched on it, he was amused for Larry David. He is one of the most influential voices in comedy, and in that he influenced Larry David. So Richard Lewis's legacy probably doesn't get uh, the credit it deserves. I'm guessing that when Larry David composes himself to like give you his real thoughts on what it is that that brotherhood was, I will guess that he will be introspective enough to understand and grateful enough, even though he doesn't tend to give off very much joy or gratitude in his work, grateful enough to say, do you realize that I never ran out of material because me and Richard Lewis were always just walking around town. And so Richard Lewis would, I'm, I'm guessing that this is at the core of their friendship, because I do wonder how they never ran out of materialists, because like, really, you can't serve breakfast after 11? That's a hard no on my eggs. If I'd been here at 10.55, you could do it, but you don't have yeah. the technology to do it. I'm guessing that's just them televising yes. their friendship. Well, 100%. All of the Seinfeld stuff that works so well, and certainly Curb after that, which just uh, picked up and, and ran with the ball is all observational and you could totally see how that's born with brunch between Larry David and Richard Lewis. And in some ways, right, because this is not, uh, Larry David doesn't give off anything but misery. Uh, the work is funny, but he gives off not a whole lot of happy. Do you realize that in the neuroses that him and that friend shared, the fact that it was an endless source of content is the only way he can go after Seinfeld and do another I, nobody believes he's done when his friends are dying and these are the people who made him laugh and Larry doesn't seem like a, like he doesn't seem joyous. Right. But he finds the funny in the dark uh, when your friends are dying all around you and you can't get through the season without losing Richard Lewis. And before that, Bob Einstein, who he loved similarly. It's been heartbreaking, but the season's been good, Mike, like the art that they the art that they're making. Through, through three shows when it's hard for comedy to age. Like, I'm hoping we view the rest of this with a gentle eye because it's hard to finish these things correctly. People have been hard on this season of Curb. <laughs> I've seen you know, memes putting Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors uniform, oh, no, equating no. it to this season. I don't, I don't think that's been the case. Like, if you're tired of the observational humor from, from Curb, why are you even watching Curb? That's yeah. kind of a, the show's deal. It's built on that. Maybe it's leaning heavier than you're used to. Because I think in the last few seasons, Curb has had a singular thread and story arc carry it through the season. And I actually wasn't a huge fan of that. And in many respects, it's getting back to its roots. Can I ask you guys, as someone who just really can take some of the fun out of what I'm watching by just marveling at the construction of things, will anyone in the audience allow history and art 
to gracefully finish when you consider the degree of difficulty of writing 25 years of this is the most popular television. And the standard is through the sky on what you're doing. If this gets worse, I'm going to notice. I'm waiting for you to get old. I'm waiting for it to get worse. I'm asking you. Are we still talking about Richard Lewis? I'm asking you sincerely about their careers at the end. I'm well, not, I, I hope that we're afforded that opportunity uh, with a passionate fan base and, and leaning into some of those personal relations that we built through over time. Because, I mean, we're approaching our 20th anniversary. There's a lot of young bucks in the game right now with bigger platforms. And, you know, we're trying to find our way. And I think that uh, we can maybe draw inspiration for how Larry David had this whole second chapter. I'm making it about us. You really did at the end. Well, I thought you were talking about us. Yeah. I wasn't, though. I was talking about the career of Richard Lewis. Hmm. Well, listen, Uncle Tony, you'll be fine. It sounded like you were, we're talking just about started the reviews over here. of Curb Your Enthusiasm for this season, so... I, I just haven't. That's not what I've been hearing. What I I'm talk when I'm talking to Amin, and I don't know what I, Jessica and Amin like the season. I think just it was Jessica like the season the way that I have. But I'm also telling you that I'm grading it through the curve of how d the degree of difficulty. And here I would be talking about us of trying to make something when people around you die. Like, or are sick, because the, what has been clear in watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the last three years is that Richard Lewis is emaciated, like he's 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 sickly. Yeah, and that what was also clear is that he very much wanted to be a part of it as that was happening to him, because it was known, if you saw that most recent episode, you, you yeah, I mean, we kind of all probably said to our partner, like, is looking, looking rough there. But um, I think that they found great joy in wanting to to do that as his time was winding down and share that with his friend. It was, uh, you know, kind of a beautiful thing. We're making this about us. They were making <laughs> jokes about the will while arguing over the golf cart. Yeah, that's like, the kind of morbid humor that I kind of love. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.